Hi, I'm Jay Pryor, life coach, speaker, and author of Lean Inside, Seven Steps to Personal Power, a practical guide to transformation. My definition of transformation is chipping away at everything that is not your highest, best self. In our podcast, Doing the Work with Jay and Becca, we take on personal transformation to have you show up powerfully in your life and business. And I'm Becca Booth, marketing strategist focusing on strategy, sales, and social, and I'm the guinea pig. So I'm the one doing the work right along with Jay, and I'm the fresh face to it. So I'm still new at all of this stuff and learning along the way. So I'm ready to learn along with you. Listen to our podcast, and we know our commitment to you is that we leave you inspired, lifted up, and no matter what, knowing that you're on the right path as long as you're willing to take progress, not perfection, to create your life exactly the way you want it. All right, so here we go. Well, cool. All We're right. Recording? We're recording. All right, so welcome to the very first Jay and Becca podcast. Super excited. We are. And we decided to create this podcast for a couple of reasons. First of all, we're going to be talking about transformation. And I'm a life coach and created a what I call a, a design of practical transformation in my book, Seven Steps to Personal Power. And you are? And I am Becca Booth, and I own Trout Marketing. I'm a marketing professional, but I'm um, a... Coachy, what what do you call them? <laughs> You're like my poster. Child. I'm a patient, <laughs> patient of Coach Jay. <laughs> He's not a patient, <laughs> but you, you are you are like my poster child. So yes. Becca has been doing my work, um, the Lean Inside work, or or my coaching, uh, working with me as a coach and or has done my seminars for how long now? Two years. I mean, I was part of the very first um, seminar. seminar. In 2013. So yeah, gosh, it's three years. It's gonna be three years in September. Wow! Oh yeah. my gosh! So three years, um, three years ago, Jay changed my life, oh, like completely. Um, I went to a seminar. Jay has um, a program called Lean Inside, um, and at the time, it was his very first seminar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really, I, I, and I knew you as a human. I knew you as a person that I liked you. And I heard about the seminar, and I really just kind of went because I thought you were nice. <laughs> Um, and I thought, awesome. you know, I'm going to, you know, just, I, I want to support him as an entrepreneur. And I knew that you had been this life coaching thing. You had done some other stuff in between and really were working on it. So I thought, okay. And I've been encouraged by a couple of friends. So when I showed up, I really was not expecting anything. <laughs> um, as I say, you know, I've read all the books. Uh, the, you know, I've tried the secret. Um, you know, like I've, I've gotten three quarters of the way through every self-help book book. ever. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm I'm an overachiever (laughs) and you know, I do it for a little bit and then I, you know, as soon as that happens, I'm like, okay. And then I'm just like right back into my patterns. And so I kind of went expecting maybe learn something, but I really didn't think that I was going to do much of anything after that. Um, and then, I don't know, like 15 minutes into this day-long seminar, I think I started crying then, right? <laughs> I don't know. It was I about then I when I went, oh, shit. Like, he really knows what he's doing, and oh, man, I'm going to have to change. <laughs> yeah. Crap. And so, one of the, you know, the, the, what I want to point to is some of, the transfer, some of the ways that you've transformed your life. 
Mm-hmm. So the most obvious, obviously, was the weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. So how many pounds did you lose? Um, at 85. 85 pounds. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty insane. And, it, you know, the thing was I had been overweight for a lot of years and had just sort of not even – I mean, I tried, obviously, to lose weight. I, you know, lose 20 pounds or whatever and um, then really quickly bounce back to more. Um, and I was so, like – F it. Like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm just going to be fat. Um, and I think that through the process of working with you, like literally in that seminar, we joke around about it. Like I walked out 10 pounds lighter. So that first 10 pounds was breeze. Yeah, you Thank cried you. it out. Yeah, I just <laughs> sobbed it out. Um, right. But then it was just about getting really honest with myself and like the story that I was telling myself about my weight. And so... The weight loss journey actually sort of opened myself up to so many other things. Um, sure. Started my own business um, in that time frame too, which has always been a dream of mine. Um, and then now I'm starting this podcast, which has always been a dream of mine. Um, and just continuing to grow and expand as a human, I think is the best thing that's ever happened. The best part of it that's happened to me is just the connections that I've made to other humans and realizing like what that means in the world. Yeah. Um, and that I'm not alone in all of this shit. And even when I did that first seminar, I was not as bold. Because I one of the things that I do and I teach is that I'm doing this work. Like I am transforming myself as I go. And I'm a little ahead of my clients, but I'm not. A bit. But I'm but I have people way ahead of me. There's people who are way more transformed than I am. And it's an ongoing process of continuing like I say I call transformation chipping away at everything that's not your highest best self through practicing progress not perfection and so I do this work because I want to show up as powerful as loving as kind as committed you know all of these ways and you know I'm a human being so I wake up surly and cranky and you know all those things so initially when I first did this seminar even then I was in people-pleasing mode somewhat and being careful mm-hmm. and wasn't direct, I, even though I wanted to, even that first seminar, I wasn't bold enough to say, why are you creating it that way? Yeah. And wanted you to put you on a path of becoming a deliberate creator, but tiptoed into that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want to point to with you, because there's a couple of people and we're going to have other women on. Part of this podcast is to highlight women who are doing my work who are literally deliberate creators like I am that will own, I create all of it. Like I'm the one who's creating my own reality and I create my reality, right? My world exactly down to what I want to be creating. And my belief is you're always creating your own reality. You just don't know it. And so let's become conscious of it. But you are somebody who, man, you went from like, you weren't in that world at all. Oh, no. You hadn't. You might have read the book, The Secret, but you didn't really get the law of attraction. You didn't really buy that you were the one creating it. Like, it was not like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's not I was really like, happening. no, the world's happening to me. Right. And, you know, everything's happening to me. Right. And, who's, you know, it's, it's even just like, they did that at me. Right. You know, yes. like, why are you doing that at me? Like, right. Why are you, like, pointing your mean momness at me? Or, like, <laughs> right. whatever it is. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've read the books, but I never, I never got it. There wasn't this moment. And I think that that's something that we really want to share in this podcast is we want, we want people to have that like, aha, oh my God, 
I'm the one. That's what it is. Like, I'm the one who's in control of all of this. And I am a powerful person who's making this stuff happen. And I can change that, too. Like, it's not just... I have to, I'm a powerful person who's making shitty things happen and I have to deal with that and live in it. It's like, okay, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to work for a company that I don't appreciate or like and feel like crap every day I wake up and go to. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't want to, um, I don't want to fight with my husband. I don't want to have my kids driving me crazy. You know, all of these things. How do I change that? And, And that's one of the things that, we really want to make those like to, for you guys out there to recognize and hear it. There's going to be a moment where you all go, "Oh, shit! It's me! <laughs> yeah, it's me! It's me! It's me!" <laughs> and then you're going to go, "Yay!" <laughs> and like it'll, it kind of sucks when you realize it's you, but at the same time, just because you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm in control of that." And so there's these moments where we just kind of talk about them, where it's like that, oh, man, (laughs) like I have to do this again. And it's always work. It's always flexing that muscle. Muscle and uh, everything I talk about is a muscle. And it's a constant practice of getting, staying conscious. Right. Because what happens is we go completely unconscious and then we believe our own stories. And we forget that they're stories. We forget that we're the ones who are making it up. So I want to point to a specific time in the seminar because it's such a po- poignant moment for me and for you, I think, in your transformation. And that's when, there's a part in my seminar when I've had people write out everything they think and everything they feel about a particular area of their life. And that's what I call the lean inside exercise. And Becca was taken on weight loss. Mm-hmm. And then what I have them do is look at, this is how it is. Like, this is your lens on this at least, right? You can, if nothing else, you can see that this is your perception of this area of your life. Because right. this is your thoughts about it, this is your words about it. So this is your perception of, of this area of your life. So then I ask, are you willing to let that go? Are you willing to have something <laughs> different be in place? And everybody in the room has to be a yes before we move on because... And part of it's really great. I'm really happy when somebody's a no because then we can really get into doing some work and, and helping people see that as human beings, there's always a payoff. Mm-hmm. There's always a reason that we have things be the way we have them. Yeah. And usually that's we get to be right about something. We get to justify our bad behavior. We get to be victims. You know, I always say dogs roll around and stink and we don't know why and humans roll around in negativity and we don't know why (laughs) there's a payoff there there's some kind of payoff so we got to that moment and I said are you all willing to let it go and you said no I said no no not only no like (laughs) no no. No. I'm not willing to let this go and it was a big story and it involved other people I mean I think that that was one of the biggest things for me was and I think again it goes back to the you know what is it doing for me it was connecting me to other people, um, and I. It was like there was. I still felt responsible for those other people, right. and I've been thinking about that moment a lot since we have started talking about this podcast, even. And and it was really like it. I had not learned yet that I could only control myself. Am I a powerful person who controls my life? Yes, I am, but. It was very, and I could say that very clearly, you know, I could be that, but until you also recognize that, like, everybody else is doing their own thing, and you can't, you can't make that change for them just as much. Right. And so you can't hold yourself back based upon a fear of hurting somebody else's feelings. Right. Or, 
hurting a relationship or whatever, like you have to be able to say, this is what I need. And it's this selfish thing that I think that I felt like was selfish. And that's, yeah. and like, I think I even said that. I think that was my first thing was like, well, isn't that very selfish of me to, to want make, to be healthy to want to be about me. Yeah. Yeah. To be all about you. Yeah. Right. And then, so the next thing we did was if that's it. So we were just in an inquiry around that. And then one of the things I have them look at is like, what's the impact then? of having that, if your life is the way, this perception that we've already distinguished, it's your thoughts, it's your words, it's this is the lens you have on it. What's the impact on your life? What's the impact on other people of having that lens be there? And that's when you lost it. Yeah. Because that's when you got that. That. That lens was also what you're teaching your daughter. Yep. <clears throat> and that to, to not take care of yourself, to not put the oxygen mask on yourself, to have all of your needs always be last is exactly what you're teaching your daughter. Yeah, and that that was what she's going to grow up to be. Yeah. And that the last thing that I wanted was her to feel like that's who she had to be. I mean, here I was verbally telling my daughter that she can be whatever she wants to be and that she's smart and beautiful and and can take the world by storm and can do do it all and nobody can hold her back and to not ever let anybody tell her different and to ignore bullies and all of these things and here I was bullying myself beating myself up putting myself last and that's really what she was seeing she mm-hmm. I can say whatever Good, I yeah. want we all know with kids it's not what you say it's what you do oh my gosh it's so it's yeah. how you be and here I be in front of my daughter who is so important to me and the thing that would I would just kill me to know that that was what she was seeing. And it was, it still is. Like, I I still get kind of choked up when I think about it because that is the opposite of what we want our daughters to to see. Right. You know, and I think that as parents, as moms, we're sort of taught this through this cycle of, like, this is who you are. And when you become a mom, you put yourself last and everybody else comes first. And... And that was, so that's why I think I was even more verbal to, to Scout, um, who is my daughter, who's now thir- almost 13, but, and we're going through this work with her now, which I think we'll get into in some shows, um, just the mom aspect of it. But when I, to- when I look at her, and I wanted the exact opposite, you know, I really was like, oh my God, this is like my fear was right. that she was going to turn into me right. <laughs> or turn into, because it was like a long lineage sure. of moms who did everything for their kids and and I didn't and I did everything for my husband and I did everything for everybody else my family my employer my you know there was always everybody else first yeah besides you and that's something that I saw and if you we haven't talked about the fact that I'm transgender yet um on this but I am a transgender person born female lived as a woman until I was in my 30s and was I say trained to be a woman I like Mm -hmm. I mean I think we are trained and there is a certain amount of training that I'm so uber conscious of now being a trans man um, that I wasn't conscious of when I was a woman. But now that I'm in a man, man skin <laughs> and people treat me like a man, <laughs> I still am, have all my training as female, but people treat me like a man because I have man skin. Um, I'm uber conscious of the training. And that's one of the reasons that I work exclusively with women, basically, although this fall I'm considering opening up lean inside for men so that's my mm. next my next leap in my own transformation is to open it up for men because i think there's a, a a conversation not only do i want men to have access to my way of practical transformation but i also 
especially since we've been doing these podcasts and talking about with women about things like rape culture and uh, you know this mm-hmm. kind of training and putting the oxygen guys are just unconscious of it and they were trained exactly the same like when we were trained mm-hmm. you know they were just trained a particular way and so I think there's some value in them having access to some of those conversations coming from a guy in man skin or somebody with man skin on right. you know what I mean right so that's that's my inquiry but I don't want to delve into that because my point of saying this is that that training that you had of always putting yourself last your mom taught you or you watched her do that Mm -hmm. I watched my mom I'm the youngest of nine kids my mom by the time she sat down to eat at the table most of us were done eating like she just didn't even sit down until everything was on the table everything my dad had everything pushed up next to him so he could reach it (laughs) so he didn't even have to like reach across the table or ask somebody for somebody Mm, yeah no but my mom wouldn't sit down to eat until everybody else had already started. Yeah. Because she was running around, always getting things on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, so those are the kind of things we saw. Who stands up, up when the kid goes, I need some more milk? Mom. Mom. Exactly. Yeah. And so even though, um, you know, obviously I've been in relationships with other women my whole life, so that is not, so that binary gender roles are not necessarily there. Um, we're still, I, I, see, so I see that training so much, and it's part of my commitment to work with women, and part of our commitment for this podcast, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. um, is women, we want to empower women, and especially we love to empower women in business. Right. 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 Because I love this tipping point that I, f- I say is coming. I'm declaring it. I'm speaking the word. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there is a tipping point coming where women-owned businesses and younger women are taking over the world. Like really, Hell yeah. Really coming at this and understanding because there's a whole new language, and we've got a podcast coming up with Aaron Brown that's fantastic just a whole new language verbiage about really starting to understand this way that we were trained as women and starting to undo mm-hmm. some of that training and starting to really step into their own power as women to create the world the way we want to create it. Right. And that I'm completely turned on. Yeah, by totally. And, I, and that's why I think that we were excited with the podcast idea in general. And we're going to have to rewind because you kind of threw a bunch of stuff out there. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm transgender. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's a whole bunch of stuff that kind of came out in that and we're sort of like now we're gonna podcast um but i but i think that 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 was that that going back to the tipping point idea and that we are at that that's we're at this precipice and i think that that is this next wave of women and men who are who are changing that dynamic where we have more men saying now, stepping up and being proud to say I'm a feminist, you know, like mm-hmm. those type of things. And the more that that happens, the, and the more that we um, we put ourselves and we be in the world for our daughters, the more that they're going to be, to be raised with this idea that um, this is how it is. It's just life. It's not, it's not a change. It's not a, it's not different. It's not breaking through barriers it's just the way we be right um and i think that that goes back to kind of going back to the transgender conversation too um you know i my son is going to grow up in a world and where of his knowledge there was never a time when gay marriage wasn't legal in the united states yeah can you believe i mean like that to me is pretty amazing like we're having this we're really transforming in so many of those areas um so and one of the things that attracted me to you as a coach was the fact that you have have lived both lives, so to speak. Like you, you grew and you were trained as a woman, so you know 
my story in my head before. I don't have to explain it to you. And I think a lot of times people will say, well, why does a man work exclusively with women? And so often people will say, oh my gosh, you've got to work with my coach. You've got to go with this seminar, blah, blah, blah. His name's Jay. And the first reaction from most women is like, why would I want a man as a life coach? Like, I don't get that. And then I'm like, oh, 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 wait, no, 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 he's transgender. So he really doesn't, you know, so like then I explain that and everyone's like, oh my God, that's the best. I, yes. Because it's like you get it at like your core, but at the same time, you have men who walk up to you and objectify women because they think that you're a dude. Right. Yeah. You know, so they you see what we go through. You see what it's like to show up at a business meeting as a man versus as a woman. Yeah. And the mansplaining. Oh, my God, mansplaining. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I know, <laughs> I mean, the whole world of being treated as a man is so different. <coughs> and again, just even if you just go with the things that guys will say to me that they didn't used to say to women or didn't used to say to me when my when my body looked different, my face looked different. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a shock. And so, you know, throughout our podcast, don't be surprised if, you know, there's a lot of what I mean, we'll be talking about transgender stuff because I just I, it's who I am. I'm an out transgender person. So that's just part of my life. Um, and I live it, right? So right. I'm female according to the law. Uh, my wife and I were not legally married for the first 10 years of our life together, right? We just got legally married three years ago. I just went and adopted my kids because they don't adopt kids to lesbians in our state. So I had to go adopt our kids. You know, those kind of things. I live it, right? Yeah. So it's inauthentic for me not to be it and not to talk about it. Um, and then transformation in business is one of my favorite topics ever. Um, businesses who are willing to take emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, and the law of attraction into account in business are smart people. Yes. <laughs> and it's amazing to me. And so I want to spend a little bit more time talking about the law of attraction for a second. Yeah. Because I know that our audience, and it's our goal, right? Right. That our audience not be people who have been doing this forever. Right. Oh, right. totally. We want people who are never, never sort of stepped up to the plate. I, I always say I'm the, I'm the guy who puts people on the path. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the path putter on her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> such great So true. Thing. Um, but uh, I'm the guy who puts people on a path of personal development and who may have all, never, ever, ever considered that the law of attraction is anything more than a bunch of crap. Like, it's just right. a bunch of whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's hype. Yeah. Right? But what, what I know is that the law of attraction is a law, and it's a law like gravity, that where we focus that I believe our thoughts and words create... But I don't even ask you to go there and believe that. What I want you to get is that what you focus on always expands. Yeah. What you focus on always gets bigger and expands. And we have a tendency as human beings, it is a default pattern that we have, to focus on what we don't want. Right. So it's the idea of um, I, I just I can never get myself out of debt. I'm so bad with money. Right. Um, I'm never going to lose weight. I'm just, you know... Even I'm I'm big boned, you know. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever well, that. And whatever those thoughts are. And words, those are what we're saying to ourselves over and over, over and, over, and over, over, again. over again. So that's what we continue to attract. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just had somebody write me a note that said she was having a hard time. We were talking about maybe doing a couple of sessions, and she said, um, you know, I just can't seem to get beyond this because what the reality is, I don't want to work. Um, I want to. You know, do all this stuff. And I, and I just wrote her back and I said, look, this is easy. Your focus is on everything you don't want. 
And because she had just given me a whole list of all these things that she didn't want that she kept having her mind spin around. Mm -hmm. And it's so simple, <laughs> but it's not easy. It's training the mind. Right. So in 1934, Emmett Fox, who's one of my favorite New Thought writers, um, said that we must train the mind, right? Because when we're stirred up or when there's an area of our lives that have us, uh, you know, have a lot of, uh, Abraham would say, a lot of momentum mm -hmm. going towards it. When I say Abraham, by the way, I'm talking about, for future reference for podcasts, I'm talking about Esther Hicks, who channels an entity called Abraham. Um, and if that freaks you out, just forget Ignore I that part, because it kind of freaks me out. So I just, <laughs> just I love her, I love him, her, and whatever. And trust that there's some wisdom coming through this person. Yes. Um, but Abraham would call it momentum, but you have a lot of uh, momentum, or you have an area of your life that you're stirred up, that it's not, it's going negative. It's not where you want it to be. If you really focus and pay attention to the words that you're speaking and the thoughts that you're thinking, they're all focused on what you don't want. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. They're all focused on what you don't want. And when you and I first met, that was the area of weight loss. Mm -hmm. You had that. And then you got into a progress, not perfection. You, you started to go neutral with your language. Yep. Right? And then yep. you started to build on that of being able to... At least the first thing we was you made a commitment to me that you would stop beating the crap out of yourself about it. Right, exactly. Right. I would stop being mean to, to myself. You. Right. So I was going to stop putting pants on in the morning, and every morning you put your pants on, and you don't even think about the fact that you're saying this to yourself. Every morning you get dressed, and every morning I would say to myself, you know, I look like I look like a gigantic blob in these, this outfit. Like right. every morning I would not even look below my neck. Yeah. Because it was like that part of my body didn't exist. Yeah. But by ignoring it even, I was consciously ignoring it. Like yeah. I, even if it was like, even if I wasn't saying something, I was saying something huge about myself by not looking right. at myself. Right. And so it, was, it doesn't even have to be verbally saying something. Right. It doesn't it even, just it's be, just be like. It focuses on it in yeah. a negative pattern. Yeah, in right. a negative way. Right. And so that was the first step was right. like. Just go neutral. Go neutral. We have to go neutral. We have to just stop. I don't to have to tell to myself that I'm a beautiful person. No, because what, what we know and what my, with our work, what my work says is all that affirmation stuff won't work if you don't believe it. Oh, no. Because yeah. it doesn't jive with your belief system. And your belief system is just stuff you've told yourself over and over again. And so. You know, the first thing you did was go neutral, and then you started progress, not perfection, just taking baby steps mm -hmm. towards that. And now you, I mean, it's been 80-some pounds, you just yep. said. Mm -hmm. And it's all through progress, not perfection, and all along the way, retooling how you feel and how you're, how you're doing and not beating the crap out of Well, yourself. I think it's really important for people to also know that there has never been a moment on the weight loss journey where I felt like it was hard. Yeah. You know? Wow. Because That's I huge. have really fought for 12 pounds before, you know, I have oh, yeah. really battled to like lose and just get, you know, like that 20, you know, 20% or I'd be at Weight Watchers or I would be working out and I would be doing all this stuff and I would just be beating myself up over it. And it was so hard. And as soon as I stopped being mean to myself and as soon as I started doing progress, not perfection and realizing like I could have the fucking cookie because yeah. I want it and it tastes really good <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. And I didn't beat myself up over it. And then I would eat half of it, like magic. It was like, you know, whatever it was. And I started doing this 80-20 principle where like 80% of the time I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, yeah. like working out, eating right, doing all this stuff. And then 20% of the time I had a piece oh. of fucking cake. Yeah. You know, it was good. And so 
it never in this whole journey has it been difficult. And so actually I got to a point where I'd lost about 40 pounds and a couple of my friends came up to me and they were like, can you meet us at Target? We want to talk, we're going to meet at the, the Starbucks at Target just for like coffee. So I show up and they attack me and they drug me into the clothing area and they're like, you have to buy new clothes. <laughs> you never told me this. <laughs> I haven't told you this? No. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? They're like, your clothes are gigantic. <laughs> They're like, you look hilarious. crazy. <laughs> you look like a homeless lady. And I was like, That's what are you so talking funny. about? So they like taught me how to like use belts and all. I mean, like they were putting clothes on me. It was the best day, you know? And it was like, I didn't even realize I had lost that much weight. That's how it had happened. Like yeah. it became so easy. Yeah. To just have it sort of come off. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that every day is like a peachy day where I don't want, like, to work out or whatever. And, right, yeah. But I also don't beat myself up anymore about the days that I don't. And I don't think, oh, I failed. Right. I knew I was going to fail, so I might as well go and right. run through Sonic so don't you and get think a chicken part of that, dinner. And so much of that is just being conscious. Uh, you are conscious now about your conversations with you about yeah. your body. Mm -hmm. And I'm conscious I'm with myself, with, with waking, speaking, being, but I'm also conscious about the way that I am with my body when I'm talking to other people, especially other women. Mm. Um, I think that one of the things that we're just sort of ingrained and trained in doing, if somebody tells you, oh, you look so beautiful today, your first reaction, oh, this old thing? Oh, oh my gosh, I barely got up this morning and I slapped some makeup on my face. And you have all these excuses about like... Self-depreciating yeah, stuff. Yeah, because it's like you can't just say thank you because that would make you look like you were a conceited bitch, right? Right. Um, and so like we commiserate with each other. Like, oh gosh, yeah, my thighs, you know, oh gosh, yeah, my... I can't wear, can you imagine wearing that? Or, you know, yeah. we even like look at other women who are confident in themselves and they're wearing something that maybe scares the crap out of us, like right. thinking about wearing a dress that's a little fitting or whatever. <clears throat> and we say, oh gosh, she looks slutty. Or Jessica was just reminding me this morning that somebody actually said to her one time, you look fantastic. I hate you. Yeah. You know, and she's like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't quite know how to respond to that. Is yeah. that a compliment? Because I'm not feeling the love right now. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, exactly. But that's like what we totally do. Yeah. I, like, we hate, we hate other yeah. women. So you're who, conscious now of how so I'm you speak about Very conscious. Body. And I catch myself. And yeah. I'll like, I'll like, whoop, 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 whoop. sorry, I yeah. apologize. Thank you. Yeah. Or if I hear, like, if people are starting to get in the conversation around their body or, you know, something like that, and I... Well, just, I, I don't join in, and I try to, like, pull the discussion someplace else as well, you know? It, right. And it's hard, because we have spent so much of our lives... Being trained. Being trained. Yeah. And that's, to being you know, to again, ourselves. as a trans guy, when I transitioned, I was just like every other woman, before transition, I was just like every other woman in term that hates their body. Like, mm. that I... But I thought that a lot of that had to do with me being trans, you know, I figured that once I transitioned and I got bigger muscles up top and I got a beard and I got, you know. Yeah. So, the, but what happened was I just became a trans man who hated his body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't work. That did not help me. Yeah. Um, and I had to do the same thing. I mean, I am still um, conscious of, you know, that that's a conversation for me constantly. You know, men aren't typically people who give a crap about how their stomach looks in a bathing suit. Mm. But I was uber conscious of it for a long yeah. time. And still 
have residual uber con you know times when I'm like eh, yeah, yeah it's still an area yeah. of my life that I'm constantly transforming and forgiving and doing the work around so that I cannot a pass it onto my kids body shame mm-hmm. and so I can just get over you know whatever you know, all those messages my mom used to say if you just lost five pounds you'd be just right mm-hmm. right I'm like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so yeah. part of my, my belief system is together. I'm never just yeah. right yeah. You know. If I could just, and then it's like five more pounds and five right. more pounds, and right. uh, and we'll we'll probably go into some more of that. But I think one of the things that you just brought up, which I think is one of my favorite things that you said ever in one of our seminars or whatever, is that you believe so strongly in this that not only like you transformed your gender, yeah, like you have become like that's how big this is. Like mm-hmm. you've not only taken on your personal work and all that stuff. Like you, 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 like yeah. you, you turned yourself into a dude. Like yeah. that's how, or at least dude skin. Yeah. 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 I'm starting to think that maybe that my new title is I'm a woman with dude skin. I like it. <laughs> because I really do relate to what I yeah. really, there's nothing about being a woman that I didn't want to be yeah. except for how I looked. Right. You know what I mean? Like I so love, tell me more about that. Cause that's well, interesting. Because I loved, I was a big, when I came out as a baby dyke, I was hanging out with separatist lesbians. I mean, you yeah. know, it was a woman only space all the time and I loved it. Yeah. And I still love it. When I go to parties, I don't go hang out with the guys. I go hang out with the women. Yeah. You know, I'm the one guy hanging out with all the ladies talking, you know, at yeah. any party and all yeah. my friends are women. You yeah. Know, I have very few, I have like two guys that are my friends. They're bio born. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of, we'll have a lot of men that are trans men right. or butches, but I don't have actual men who are born as men who are my friends. I have right. a couple of my brother, yeah. you know, yeah. and then I have a couple of guys who have done intense transformational work yeah. <laughs> who are my friends and that's it. Otherwise I hang out with women. Yeah. So I don't, nothing changed for me around how I feel about that part, mm-hmm. but my body obviously changed. Right. And I love the changes in my body. I never liked my own breasts. I mm-hmm. love breasts. Love boobs. Boob guy. But, <laughs> but not, not, not on you. Not my own. Yeah. Right. And I never liked my breasts. And I always wanted a beard. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so I'm, you know, and I haven't had any surgery from the waist down. So from the waist down, I'm female and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't have yeah. any issue with mm-hmm. that. So that's why it feels sometimes like I'm a woman in man skin. Um, so that's, I like and, it, that. and it's funny. So. Yeah, it is very funny. <laughs> but you're also talking about like gender fluidity and gender right. queer. Feeling, and yeah, like, like the, I'm a know. gender fluid person way more than I am a man. Yeah. And part of that was that I, and I assert a lot of trans people probably feel this way, that it's not until you start moving through the world as the opposite gender that you, and start getting treated mm-hmm. as that, that then you start to go, whoa, hold on, is this what I really want? Yeah. And I know people who have started testosterone and stopped because they started getting treated like treated like men. They're like, whoa, whoa no, yeah. I'm not that. I don't yeah. want to be that in the world yeah. because it's so different. Yeah, um, I don't want to show up in that yeah. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. But yes, I do believe that I create my own reality and that I take it to the nth degree that I'm 100% responsible for all of it. And that's the other thing is I think that what happened to you and something that another someone that we're going to have on a, on a podcast uh, pretty soon was talking to me yesterday, that when she and I first started working together, she was taking zero responsibility for her life. Oh yeah, you know, like none of it was her fault. Nope, <laughs> it was she was a victim to all of it. Oh yeah, and I think that's that piece is something I always have people start with, just baby stepping towards getting your own integrity in and becoming someone who is at least like response able, like able to respond to your life Mm -hmm. um, and having that you had something to do with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the biggest first piece for everyone. 
Um, and for me, I say I have everything to do with it because I'm the one creating all of it, and I created it right down to my gender. Yeah. Like every piece of it I create. Yeah. And I think that it's important. I think that you might like there might be a lot of people right now who's like, okay, turning it off because I didn't create having cancer. I didn't create having a kid with special needs, which is another thing that we have in common. Right. Um, I didn't create losing my job. Like you totally created. I totally created. <laughs> I totally agree with that. <laughs> and I'm, I drive by that old place, yeah. and I go, see, thank Becca you. <laughs> now has, I mean, the weight loss was part of it, but the, also the job change, after she got going with the weight loss, then the next thing she wanted to work on, she and I were working together, and she wanted to manifest a new, a, a new a, job a new job, and or what she really wanted, and sometimes was afraid to say, mm-hmm. was to be an entrepreneur and work for yourself. Yeah. Terrifying. And at the time... You saw no access to that. No, gosh, It was no. not happening. Mm-mm. And you were in a job you didn't like yep. that demanded that you had a certain amount of hours. You had to be, like, they'd make you sit at your desk till yep. 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. straight up yep. before you could leave, like that kind of stuff, right? So and you hated it. Yeah. And you saw no access to anything else. Yeah. But little by little, we started changing your conversation and getting you to believe that, A, it was possible, and, B, that it was coming and it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And eventually what happened was, and this is where the universe comes in, right? Because you all can plan out everything and think it's going to go a certain way. And then something happens and it looks like, oh God, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) But it really is. So what happened was your company... Got bought out. Got bought out. Mm -hmm. And your job... Became redundant. Became redundant. (laughs) And you got let go. I got let go. And I was jumping up and down, of course, going, yay! (laughs) She got let go. And I'm like... (laughs) Because Uh... I could see... And that's one of my favorite things about being a coach. And, you know, if people understand coaching, they understand when an athletic coach can see that that baseball player turns his wrist a particular way when he swings his bat... And he can't see that, Mm -hmm. right? But his coach can see it, so or her coach can see it. So, you know, that's how we understand athletic coaches. But the same thing happens with a life coach. I can see from this higher place that all that you're manifesting is absolutely divine order. It's all happening the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. So I can stand in that knowing, hooray, look what she did. She she is so powerful that she manifested her job, like, disappearing because that was the only way you were going to live. Yeah, that was the only way. Because I was terrifying. You got cut off. Yep. But I got a severance. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what we created. Yeah, we totally created it. We said when we were like, okay, well, this is imminent. Well, then here's what's going to happen. This is going to go a particular way. We prepaved Mm -hmm. it. So prepaving is something we'll talk about a lot. Yeah. And that's when you decide how something's going to go and you start speaking it into existence. Yes. Right. And so we, every session we were together, we would say, okay, here's how it's going to go. They're going to give you a severance. You're going to be able to have a month before of money before you have to actually make any. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to start saying all that stuff. And it came down to it where it was like even the amount of money that I got, like I I looked at it and it was when they gave me the final check or whatever and I it thought it was much. like, it was not, I mean it wasn't a ton, but I mean it was within like 23 cents of what like in the back of my head I said I needed for a month to get myself started. Yeah. Like it was like, Within like a few cents. Yeah. I mean, because we started creating that too. And I hadn't, I was saying out loud much more money that I needed. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my head, and this is where that reality part of it like comes in, in the back of my head, I was saying, well, really, I only need enough to pay 
this part of the mortgage or yeah. you know this bill. I just need a month. Yeah, and so it really was like I was saying, oh God, I need ten thousand dollars, and I need right. you know, and that was what I was speaking. But in the back of my head, the real the real story I was telling the universe was, but if you just really like could give me this amount of money, then I'd be okay and I'll be safe and I'll feel good. And then as soon as it happened, and then prepaving the new clients that I was going to have and the day that my job was going to be over. I mean, it was like all boom, 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 and it yeah. all just sort of fell into place. And you had your own business for over a year. Yeah, yeah. which is a year in January. year in January. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's insane. Like, it passed by, too, and I was like, oh. You know, I was thinking, because I had told myself that I would give myself a year to be successful, and then I paved it that I was going to do this for the rest of my life. But, you know, like, I had told a couple of people who were in my life that were really freaking out about me going off on my own, like, parents and husbands and, you know, all that yeah, best friends. just give me a year. I was like, just give me a year. But then I'm, like, paving it. Like, yeah, my vision boards back. were like, I'm not, <laughs> no, not doing it again. And so now after that year, didn't you make as much as you made? I made more. You made more money on your own than you did in your salaried position that made you sit at the desk until 5 p.m. Yep. Right? That's what I want people to get. Yeah. If you take nothing else away from our podcast and our podcast, here's what I promise you we're going to constantly hit on. You can have anything you want. (laughs) You really can have it. You can totally have it. You just have to believe it. And if we can do anything to help you believe it, that's what we'll do. Yep. Because part of what I'm really good at is seeing that vision for other people and holding it for them so that until they believe it. Yeah. Until they can see it. Yeah. But man, once you can see it, you can have it. Yeah. I mean, you can have anything you want if you can see it. And and it becomes... You know, you talk about flexing the muscle where, you know, there are more, there's never going to be a moment, I feel like, where I can just immediately go, oh, I see it, I can do it, I want this, you know, and I'm yeah. going to be able to just go out and grab grab it. Like, because it, the, the more work, the more that you're doing this work, the, and, and the more that you get into it, the more that you start to ask for scarier and scarier things. Bigger things, right, yeah. Yeah. Scarier things. <laughs> and that's why you, you say bigger, because you're like, oh, it's just a big, you know, it's just a big thing you want. I right. say scary, and that's why I, it takes me a while to get there. Because I'm like, I'm terrified No, to... but I get that. I mean, yeah, expanding yourself is scary. And we're expansive, you know, we, as humans, we expand with the universe. And so that's what we're here for. We're here to expand, yeah. right? And to get just get bigger and bigger and have more and more fun. But when we expand, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It does not feel good all the time. Mm-mm. And so you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to just change my life and it's all going to be hearts and flowers. And, you know, that's why it's progress, not perfection. That's why it's baby steps. If you, you know, read my book or look at any of our work, and that's what we'll constantly be talking about. Which we will link to in the, in the show notes. Yeah. If you were looking for lean But then we're always chipping away because you got to stay on the horse, mm-hmm. right? And uh, not only do you have to stay on the horse, but, like, you're going to get bucked off that horse. <laughs> A couple times. A lot. <laughs> You're going to get bucked off that horse a few times, and you've got to be willing to commit to progress, not perfection, not quitting every time you didn't do it perfect, because that's what mm-hmm. humans do. Yeah. And that's what women, a lot of women, because you've been constantly trained. Here we back to some we've gone full circle. We come back to the training. Because you've been constantly trained that you have to be liked, and you have to be smart, and it has to go well, and it has to look a particular way, or no one will accept it. Mm-hmm. Women just don't try things. Yeah. Like, they just won't do it. Yeah. And so, it's going to be messy. It's not going to look good all the time. Done is better than perfect. All of that stuff. Just stay on the horse, and you can have anything you want. Yeah. And I'm a real proponent of gentle, 
kind to yourself because more than anything, I want you to love yourself. And if anything else that you've transformed in your life, mm -hmm. you didn't love yourself. Oh, God. That seminar. <laughs> you know, I mean. Not only did I not love, it wasn't even like, I didn't, you know, you say sometimes with your kids where you're like, I love you. I don't like you right now. Right. You know, right. I didn't even, I didn't, didn't even like, like yeah, there was yeah. no like, no love. It right. was like, yeah. yeah. And that's my biggest thing is I, and, and, and the reason it's my biggest thing is I used to hate my own guts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hated myself and I have transformed all that, that I can say I love myself and it's real. Yeah. And that's why I'm like all about gentle baby steps. I had a client recently that had got bucked off the horse and she's a real perfectionist and she got bucked hard off the horse. Had a, something in her family happen that just kicked her in the teeth, man. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a devastating thing that happened. And the next week, you know, she calls me, she's on the phone and she's mad at herself because she feels like she should be doing more in her business. And so, uh, and she had the next day where she had the whole day and she was going to get all this stuff done, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, back up here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Here's what I want you to do. Um, you got bucked off the horse really hard. What you're asking yourself to do is get that saddle back on and go ride for another 10 miles to tomorrow. Yeah. Here's all I want you to do. I just want you to brush the horse. Like, yeah. just brush the horse. Like, yeah. spend 30 minutes doing something towards your business. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the day, I want you to do self-care. Yeah. And, of course, she thought it was nuts oh, at yeah. first. Wow. But she did it, yeah. right? Yeah. She, she was a, she's highly coachable. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just about doing what your coach says to do, yeah. <laughs> whether you like it or not. And she did it and was <laughs> totally. so yeah. profusely happy. Oh, yeah. The next day when she felt filled up mm -hmm. and loved up on she herself. She got all of it done. And she got everything done. Yeah. She wanted. Oh, she got everything in that half hour done she yeah. wanted to get done. Yeah. And the rest of the day was self-care and being kind to herself. Because I'm all about slow and gentle. Because what the hell are we here for? Yeah. Right? Are we really, do do we do we have to accomplish, you know, I don't even, as far as I'm concerned, we're just here to have fun. <laughs> There's not really some big glorious revelation or reason why we're on this planet. Other than to have fun and be kind to one another. And so, really, as long as you just stay with it, you have forever. Like, mm -hmm. you have the rest of your lifetime to accomplish all of this. I've been working on physical fitness and being somebody who's healthy because I want to live a long time for a long time. This is the first year where I, every single year, every single week this winter, I worked out at least once. Wow. That's my progress. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Other, but other than, than that, I would have had a story that, and these are stories we start to inject with ourselves. When we get into that world of having to fit in, we decide how we fit in and how we don't. Mm -hmm. And for me, part of that was, as soon as I didn't make the basketball team in junior high, I'm not an athlete. Yeah. I'm not somebody who works out. I fit in with the show choir kids. I fit in with the oh, drama gosh, kids. Yeah. I yeah. fit in. Now, I was still the basketball manager because I had a lot of fun with my friends. You know, they were on the basketball team. So I've always been pretty diverse, but I still would never work out. Yeah. Or do you anything, weren't. You, know. you gave yourself If that. I'm going to sweat, it's because I'm. Like yeah, dancing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't run. Don't, if you see me running, worry because something's chasing me. It's always my. <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've completely transformed that. That's a big story that went along with all that hurt and pain that I felt from. You know, that's my point. Is yeah. those stories come from places? Oh yeah. And so we try take all the tiny little traumas we've had over our lives and we create stories that are the capital T truth about us. Mm -hmm. It's not true. None of it's true. You're not going to cut me open and find not an athlete. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just bullshit. It's all a story. And now I'm finding out I really enjoy being physically fit. I enjoy, you know, 
feeling better in my body more than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I feel feeling good. Yeah. Is a priority for me. Yeah. And the more I eat the way I want to and move my body the way I want to, the better I feel. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's yeah. Feeling good. So it's not you're not after some sort of perceived body ideal no. or yeah. And I think that's again a difference with my weight loss. That it was right. for the first time in my entire life I wasn't picturing in my head I didn't have pictures on my refrigerator of the models that I was going to look like once I lost all the weight or you know I didn't have this image in my head and I still don't of like what the end game looked like it was all about me being a better me and a healthier me and a better and being able to show up better for people but you know just like when I want to show up for people and I think that's when definitely a podcast that we're going to have to have I think we could talk a whole hour about is like the idea of um, women doing things in order to be better for other people yeah. and that there's this um, this mentality you never would say to a guy like go get a massage so that you can you know go or go play golf because that's going to make you a better employee right but we say that to women like oh, oh self-care is so important because then you show up better for your kids and right. you're a better wife and a better right. employee and you know self-care is about yourself right <laughs> taking care of yourself yeah and exactly. like feeling good but like it's a you know even you've gotten caught oh sure saying it before absolutely. you know absolutely it's so easy to get into that that just again how we're trained to view women and that you Take care of yourself so you can be there to serve others. Yeah. No, take care of yourself because you deserve to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know. Because you're the and, only you have. And what I get more and more and more, and people think some people think I'm crazy when I say this, but I am so convinced that as human beings, when we do things we don't want to do, it sucks life. Mm-hmm. It is not life affirming. It is not life giving. It is life sucking when we do things that we do not want to do. Yeah. And I put people on the hook all the time to just do what you want. Like I have people, clients right now that are on the hook to only do what they want for the next two weeks, and it freaks them out. Sometimes, yeah. Oh gosh, that's terrible. I mean, that just even hearing that scared me. I was <laughs> oh, like, no, ah. you on the hook Yeah, you just couldn't put me on the crap. Oh, Don't ever God. admit to Jay. <laughs> <laughs> when something scares you. When something scares you, because all of a sudden, damn yeah, it. Like you're on the hook for that. Yeah. Um, well, because here's the deal. If you're doing stuff you don't want to do, you're going against your, you know, your mm-hmm. your vibe of feeling good, yeah. right? It's, a, it's, it's resistance, and you don't yeah. want to create resistance. And people say to me, well, hell, then I'd never have my dishes done. I'd never have... And that's not true. The truth is, if you're coming from your highest, best self, if you're really listening to your inner being, which is what Abraham would call it, I call it your highest self. But if you're really listening to your inner being, your highest self, your most authentic self does not want to live in a pigsty. It just doesn't. Mm-mm. It doesn't feel good. So you'll do those dishes. You'll do them someday when you want to do them. And you put on the music and you feel it and you do it. You know, I mean, it, that's just how life goes. And the more integrity you get in your life, the more standards you have of not wanting to live away. You yeah. Know, you know, now I know now I can't stand to have my car Carter. trashed. Yeah. I used to have my car trashed all the time. Yeah. Now I can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a standard now, yeah. a high standard that I live by. Yeah. That, and the more you do things that you want, the more you find, oh my God, things just flow, mm-hmm. right? Don't force yourself to do stuff that you don't want to do because when you do, it's never going to come out the way you want yeah. to. And, and I, I think that's so true because I think that, and that answer is such a pointed thing that I get asked a lot when it comes to self-care or doing what you want to do and those type of things is like, well, isn't that inherently very selfish? 
because then you're just, you know, nobody would do anything for anybody else and like, not but, true. but that's not true because yeah. at my core as a human being, you want to serve I want, I want other people and that doesn't, that makes me feel good yes. to yeah. give back. Like yes. that's, and there's a difference and there's a whole, oh gosh, there's a whole different feeling in the pit of your stomach and in your brain and in your heart and your whole body when you do something purely because you want to do that for somebody and you are giving back and it's honest and pure versus feeling like, oh, I have to do this because, you know, this is what the world is asking of me. So I, even like volunteering, like the, I, you get caught up volunteering, like for the PTA and you have a fucking bake sale and I don't want to do a bake sale. Like right. I don't, right. like I do not <laughs> want to do a bake sale. And so like, but I would do it because I thought that was what the expectation was. But if then, if I can switch it and be like, let's have a carnival and we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And like the energy and the joy that it brings you to do something that you want to do, you're still giving back. Right. We're still making money for yeah. the school. You have to find your way yeah. of serving. It's like people ask me to be on boards all the mm -hmm. time. I don't do boards. Yeah. Because I learned one of the things that we do in life is we do stuff we don't want to do. And then we learn, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and be being on a, serving on a board. I'm, I don't like, and this is the other thing. What happens when you do stuff you don't want to do is how you be when you're doing stuff mm -hmm. you don't want to be is not how you want to show up. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Like how I am on boards, I'm an ass. Yeah. Like I'm a jerk. I'm the guy who is so impatient with people. Like I hate it. I'm yeah. not. I have the minutia. And when people ask what I consider stupid questions, I turn into that guy. Yeah. Like, a, like you're all a bunch of stupid people and I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the nicest yeah. guy yeah. On to serve on a board. Yeah. So when people ask me to serve on boards, I say, you know what? That's not my way to serve. Yeah. I love to serve by coming early to an event and setting up chairs or yeah. making the coffee or, you know, asking, I'm also really good at asking for things. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I learned a long time ago that powerful people make powerful requests mm -hmm. and I make powerful requests and man, if I, you need something done and you need somebody to ask, I'm there. Yeah. I'm really good at that. Yeah. And so you find ways of your strength that you serve, ways that you can serve that meet your strengths and then you're not doing stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. Because if you're just doing it because somebody asked you to yeah. and you don't want to, it's going to suck the life out of you. Yeah. And then you're not going to show up very powerfully. And that doesn't And then you don't have the energy to do it. doesn't anything. help anybody. Mm -mm. <laughs> you showing up being a jerk does not help. Yeah. <laughs> so what's no. the point of you doing <laughs> Exactly. You know? So like, what's the point? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I think that one of the things that we're going to be, we're going to, in the podcast, we're going to be interviewing what we consider, you know, very powerful people in the work. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got some great ones coming up with like Pam Grout, who wrote E Squared, um, which is on the bestseller list. We've got um, Erin Brown, who um, I am Erin Brown is her website, and she's got a new book that's coming out that's just called Letters to Lola. It's come out, Letters to Lola. It's out, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, we've got, you know, people who are people who've been working with Jay. Um, those type, uh, but we also are going to be talking to just regular old folks who are in the middle of doing the work and sort of hearing their story, um, and and giving them some coaching around that and and supporting their the work that they're doing. And then it's just going to be there's going to be some times where it's just you and me because yeah. I need help. <laughs> well, and because the, just like Coach today, me, hopefully the things that we talked about today have made a difference for people. Um, in getting what this work is. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I say this in the beginning of my book, and I say it in every seminar, and I say it all the time. 
my I'm just a new container. I'm this isn't new, right? I'm not I'm not telling you anything that hasn't already isn't already out there. Isn't what Tony Robbins is saying and Jack Canfield is saying and you know Abraham and uh, there's so many people out there, uh, transformational leaders, spiritual leaders, coaches. Um, I just heard a new word, integration coach. You know, I don't know what they all mean. <laughs> my point is, this isn't new. My goal is to be practical and to meet you where you are, right? So wherever you are, wherever you are in your journey, I want you to know that you're right where you're supposed to be. Because that's what people think, oh, I should be somewhere else. We should all over ourselves, which gets all stinky, right? <laughs> so I want you to know that wherever you are, you're right where you're supposed to be. And you tune into this podcast, and I'm always going to affirm that for you. And we're always going to give you options, tips, tricks, ways to focus on what you really want in your life rather than what you don't want, and baby steps to start you actually creating your life exactly the way you want it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And we're so going to release this on my 50th birthday. Yes. Right? And that's so exciting. So I, <coughs> it's funny, Jay and I both sort of came together and talk about, you know, bringing something into existence. Um, I had kind of been thinking I, you know, I, I really enjoy the work and think, well, maybe I need to become a coach. Like, maybe I need to be doing this work with other people. And then I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't really like people that much. Um, <laughs> Again, don't yeah, do something you don't, 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 don't want to do. But then I was like, but how can I support the work and support the work that Jay's doing and give it even more of an outlet? And Jay had been saying to for forever. Well, I like, have a whole vision board for yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do a podcast. About podcasting. Yeah, and I wanted to do a podcast because I'd done a couple of podcasts and I'd had great, um, you know, a lot of people respond that I do well on podcasts. I mean, I'd wanted to do one, but I also didn't. I'm not a tech guy. I'm not. I don't know how to edit anything, and I don't want to. So I had it that at some point someone was going to approach me and say, "Hey, let's do a podcast," and I'll do the editing. And that's what I did. <laughs> that's what you did. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hey, let's do a podcast." And then I made the bold, you know, the bold ask. The bold yeah. choice because I had been wanting to ask him, but then I felt like weird, like, hey, will you do a podcast with me? Like, I, who am I to do a podcast? But then it was like, who am I? Who am I not? Who like, not who am I not to do a podcast? Right. And so um, that's why we're here. We're normal, everyday folks who are doing the work, like doing the work on a daily basis. And we want to be able to give that to others. Um, and we also want to share with you some of the incredible people that are out there um, who are just transforming the shit out of the world. Oh, yeah. And we That's are super things. blessed to be able to do that. So we're going to be doing this, though. We decided, like, our big launch date was going to be on your 50th birthday, which is June 1st, which is probably when you're listening to this, hopefully, but maybe mm-hmm. later down the world, <laughs> when we a- attract new listeners. Right. Yeah. Um, they'll be listening down the road as well. But um, I'm super excited that this is going to be a birthday present. Yeah. This is a birthday present to the world oh, on behalf of you, um, and we're so glad that Jay Pryor has been alive for 50 years. Oh, thank you. I, I don't know what I would do <coughs> if you weren't. <laughs> so, uh, and I think that that goes to your thoughts that we're all connected, and so we are connected to all of you guys out there too, and we hope that we can help make a difference. And we're going to start it with a birthday party. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, thank you for joining us. We hope you tune in. And, you know, like we said, I think that you can count on us being here to talk about transformation, to talk about transformation of business, 
and to uh, my goal is always to show you that I'm doing this work, but also to introduce you think, to things that inspire me and new ways that I have access to the work and access to, I mean, I just heard somebody the other day that I'm so excited, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you who it is um, right now, because I'm, I'm hoping to bring her on it as a podcast, but she's kind of a big deal out in the world. Yeah. And the way she talks about trauma and mm-hmm. clearing out trauma in your life, it's cutting edge. Yeah. I've never heard this before. Yeah. And I've been doing all kinds of personal development work for years and years and years. I mean, this is, you know, and I really want to really introduce you all to all these people out there who are doing this work that many of you don't don't even know about. Yeah. So I'm yeah. thrilled. Super excited. Well, all right. So thank you so much for listening. And please, if you have an opportunity to go and subscribe to Jay and Becca podcast um, on iTunes, leave us a review. Um, we'd really love to hear what you thought. Um, and then once you subscribe, you'll just get get them. So you don't have to worry about can it. Can we set up a forum too where like people can add? Like we're gonna, actually we're going to have a Facebook page, right? Yes. So we're people at, can come to the Facebook page and they can say, could you talk about... Yes. What you resist persists. Or could you talk about step two in the book when it says get to a happy place and reframing your stories, which we will. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, so if we you will have requests have... that you want us to talk about, you've read my book, you know the work, you know law of attraction, you know what we're up to, and you want more information about something, or you want to be on our podcast, anything like that, we're going to have a Facebook page for you to be able to yeah. do that. So Jay and Becca, just if you search Jay and Becca on Facebook, you'll be able to find our, our page, our group. And please, please, please come and share with us what you want to what you want to hear about. So, all right. Absolutely. Well, we'll we'll be back. We're actually going to be launching this with several different episodes. So we hope that you guys are now so hooked Go binge. that you're going to binge. So binge. <laughs> the only time we're allowing you to binge is on on the podcast. So, <laughs> all right. See you. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself, or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, Wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us on our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Thanks for joining us.